Chris's cliche complaints. Shut up. Anyway, hey. Uh, hey. How's welcome to another episode of Montreal Sauce. It's going to be so exciting. What are we going to talk about today, Chris? Well, first we can talk about that tune we heard at the beginning called I'm a Little Airplane like by Jonathan Richmond. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> there was no song at the beginning. That was just a little practical joke I played on our fictional uh, sound engineer slash producer, Jim. <laughs> yes. Because that's the way to win an audience is to, you know, have inside jokes. Yep. Insi- with- inside jokes and fictional uh, fictional editors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet indeed. Oh, yeah, as I was uh, playing with my microphone, I learned that uh, I can switch the levels finally on both inputs, so they can be separate. Oh, okay. I had, to, I had to turn off like uh, some sort of uh, feature, and then I was able to control each level separately, so... Sometime in the future, I will have to adventure once again and try to do crazy sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played with it just like 10 minutes after dinner before, but uh, I wasn't satisfied. It's what's interesting, I find, and uh, you have more knowledge than me, perhaps, in this issue, but uh, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the quality of the sound effects that I can find online from TV shows. But mm-hmm. also I get sort of a a warbly sound, like if I try to play effects from, say, my phone, as mm-hmm. I was just randomly quickly testing before recording. So, sure. you know, I've got Zoidberg doing his... Right. And, uh, <laughs> but it, it comes out, that's a bad example actually, because it comes out with this like sort of, you know, electronic, like, <laughs> in the background. So, whoop, 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 whoop. yes. Yeah. He would do that. And in the background, I could hear my headphones like, a... oh, okay. Huh. Even, you know, even if, like, I had played a clip of you saying, boom, shakalaka, it would be like, oh, in the background. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's, like, maybe the huh. fact that it's probably, like, a pretty uh, low-power amp inside the phone for Could headphones. Be. Could and be, So now yeah. it's going into And it's you know, it's trying to go into something that's set up for, like, line-level recording, so it wants right. as much level as it can possibly get. Yeah, I bet uh, that's good. And then I was just thinking as I said it out loud, which often happens when I say <laughs> things out loud, um, that I'm also, again, like the quality of the file is sounds probably really great coming out of your laptop speakers. But once you put headphones on, you're like hearing a lot of the compression. Yep, yep. So. I mean, when you have your crappy little phone speakers to play your notification of, like, the professor from Futurama saying <laughs> something, you know. Like, Hello, everybody. Like, uh, Good you know, news, everyone. That's what it is. I haven't watched it too long. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear all the crazy, like, weird electronic stuff in the background because it's been compressed to, like, right. be, like, 10K. <laughs> Horrible news, everyone. 
Uh, I'm actually surprised I'm behaving because uh, I, uh, when I was quickly testing the mic levels as you were ringing them to Skype, uh, I was talking <laughs> in a Russian accent. So. Oh, there you go. Nice. I don't know why. I was just like, can you hear me? Is this good? Good sound for everybody at heart levels. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, sound plays you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah, so how was your Christmas? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, we managed to uh, only travel to the other side of the state once over the uh, over the Christmas holiday, which is good when you've got uh, two girls who are two years old and younger. Um, it, it's it's tough to want to travel a good two hours with them unless it's late and they fall asleep. <laughs> then it's not <laughs> then it's not so bad. But then you're tired because you've just been through like the entire day. Uh, and so you're driving home like, oh, it's nice and quiet in the car. Now I'm going to fall asleep while I'm driving. Um, but aside from that, pretty good. We're still, they're still young enough that they don't necessarily get the present thing. Like they really enjoy presents, but they don't expect presents at these parties necessarily yet. They just haven't, Evelyn hit, this is her third Christmas now, so she just hasn't been through enough of them, nor does she have the long-term memory to know that Christmas means presents, and so she doesn't expect, like, 500 presents from us and a bunch from her grandparents and all that stuff. So we managed to uh, just go garage sailing um, during the summer and pick up a couple of little toys that we thought she would like and throw them in the basement, and then we wrapped them, uh, and she opened them and thought it was awesome. So... That is, uh, that's pretty sweet. I'm sure in future Christmases, I will spend lots and lots of money on my daughters. But uh, at <laughs> least right now, I'm saving that money for the diapers that they're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got that diaper money. Never mind. I can't be seeing that song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool that uh, you had the forethought to do that. I know like my cousins when they had their first child probably like 10 years ago now, but like they had a birthday party because that's what you do when you have kids, mm -hmm. you have a birthday party, you know, mm -hmm. and yep. he, he was around that age and they had told me they, they themselves got presents, the grandparents got presents and then family and friends who came over got presents. And so they, they said, you know, this is, way too much so he unwrapped like four of them and enjoyed the party and they put the rest in the basement and anytime like they wanted to distract him or you know he was doing a good job they went down and got a present right yeah because <laughs> there was just too many it's of just them. too much yeah 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 it's it's crazy i mean i know there's a lot that goes into traveling with kids in cars but it's just it's insane like you are kind of strapped into your seat, so there's not a lot you can do, but the emotional draining that happens when you are in the car like that, like you said, <laughs> it, it zapped you of energy. And yeah. I notice these things now that I've been a little bit un unemployed, so it's like, you know, <laughs> something happens big in, like, my wife's family, like uh, someone dies or something, and I'm like, wow, that was emotionally draining, and I didn't do anything today, you know? It's, yeah. 
Sure. Uh, it, it must be the same way people feel after they listen to an entire episode of Montreal sauce. <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. It probably is. If I don't, if I don't find a segment in that last episode, episode seven, which as of this recording has yet to be released to, to cut, it is going to be two hours and 15 minutes long. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which I don't really want to cut anything. I mean, there's probably like, ums and stops in the conversations that I could that I could pull a minute out of it and it would probably feel a lot tighter um but I don't really edit that much uh out of it <laughs> so uh, I certainly could but you just made me think I'm actually listening to uh Shatner Rules the audiobook <laughs> uh because I'm somewhat fascinated with him I guess now um <laughs> After watching like the captains, the captains uh, things yeah. and stuff, uh, and I I cannot find anywhere. Actually, I haven't looked to purchase it because, uh, but I I just looked on Hulu and things like that. I cannot find his biography channel show called Raw Nerve because I did catch that a couple times when I did have cable, and it was just he's just really good at interviewing people. I think you know. Yeah, sure. He says in his book that he doesn't do any pre-interviews and like. You know, his idea is just to get to the soul of the person and, you know, ask them the questions that count. And right. it's not about softball, like, advertising. He wants to know these people. And But anyway, when you said the ums and the ahs and stuff, you know, he, he has this chapter where he talks about uh, technology and Facebook and Twitter and his adventures on those. And he's like, you know, I'm not... He's like, I'm not a big technology guy. I know Mr. Sci-Fi, but uh, he's like, and I've done, you know, infomercials for microchips when they came out and all this stuff because I've been involved in science fiction, but I'm not friendly with technology. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I can use it. I'm not an idiot. He's just like, I don't prefer it. And he says, but I do have a, an automated digital recorder. So when I'm writing chapters for this book, I may, you know, just have it sitting on my desk, and when I think of something, I say it. And he's like, uh, note, automatic recording does not <laughs> does not take well to dramatic pauses. In fact, it turns itself off. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny coming from William Shatner. Yes. <laughs> His style with all the pauses. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, just... I'm... This sentence took three takes. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, and I'm sorry, Mr. Shat. <laughs> yes, he doesn't like doing people doing impressions. I imagine. <laughs> Actually, I imagine. <laughs> he has lots of horrible things to say about Kevin Pollack. <laughs> oh, I bet he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Uh... So, yeah, I've been looking for the uh, the library. Um, it's a good way, reason to get outside and go for a walk and exercise, fat diabetes man. And so uh, <laughs> I've been looking for that Steve Martin uh, audiobook you suggested, Born Standing Up. Yeah. There's only, like, one copy in, like, all, like, 40 city uh, libraries um, around here. Oh. So I got it on hold now. Because I've looked like twice and it's always been out. So I'm just going to hmm. hold on it. So hmm. so instead I got this Shatner Rules book to listen to as I do things. And then I also bought uh, or got from the library uh, George Carlin's last words or like his biography. So Cool. 
Oh, I'll have to review those later. Yeah. <laughs> I uh backtracking a little bit to Christmas, but also related to books, got a copy for Christmas of uh Red Shirts. Nice. So I'm actually reading a physical my first uh, my first physical book that I'm <laughs> reading in a while. Uh which is fun. And uh and then I also got this cough switch, which I can demo like so. Uh uh yeah, it works. I think. I hope I was cutting out. You were. Should have been. Good. It's you have cough a cough switch. switch. I have a cough switch. It's it is. Uh, it's actually like a foot pedal. It's almost like one of those guitar pedals. Right. Um, and you just tap your foot on it, and and it cuts your audio. And the it's got XLR in and out, and it doesn't require any power. It's just a straight switch. So. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. It was a nice, uh, it was a nice little like fifteen or twenty dollar gift or something like that on Amazon. So I added mm-hmm. through that on my wish list and got that for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, after the I'm sick episode, the cough switch. Yeah. After all the I'm sick episodes, it's like uh, I'd really like to record through those if I can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. For Christmas, I uh, we returned to. Um, BC to see mm. uh, my wife's grandmother again, and uh, this time we went with the in-laws, uh, her folks, and uh, so our adventure uh, sort of uh, built up a rant in my brain. Um, <laughs> so when we are, arrived at the airport, uh, my father-in-law is like, I'll go get the car. You guys wait for the bag. And then he's like, oh, wait, you come along with me because I'll have you as a driver on the car. And so we get to the counter and the guy's like, so how many are there of you? I have your vehicle here. But they're like, well, there's four of us. And he's like, how many bags do you have? Like, Each of us have one bag. It's fine. Oh, okay. Because I could give you something bigger if you need it. And they're like, no, no. So I go help them corral the bags, and he's like, I'll go get the car, and you guys can just go out the front door, which I thought was quite uh, laughable because uh, the Cologne Airport is, like, competing with Grand Rapids for, like, the smallest international airport award. (laughs) So I can literally, like, see him walking to the rental car, like, okay. And so he pulls up in this uh, GMC Arcadia, and... His first words to me was like, what was he going to give us that was bigger? And I was like, I know, right? This is crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't see any like double-decker Hummers over there to rent, but uh, maybe. <laughs> so anyway, in, in keeping with our uh, tradition of naming rental cars, uh, the wife and I uh, did that Thanksgiving when we had our little Kia that we discussed on a previous podcast. And sure. It was brown, so she nicknamed it Chip, as in chocolate chip. <laughs> uh, also, staying within you know the show's continuity, I decided to, um, or perhaps my recent obsessions, but uh, I decided to nickname <laughs> the Arcadia Rodzilla. <laughs> it was so big and devouring gas and other cars. Nice. So, I mean, I know you you have an SUV now because you've I got do. a cart around those uh that growing army of child labor (laughs) that's right 
So That's you right. need you need the vehicle to cart the girls on trips like you're talking about and when they get older to the gym for their UFC training and the arena right. for hockey games and right and badminton whatever. So it makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, it just it baffles my mind, you know, it started like before the financial crisis and continues to be like trendy, the truck, you know, this giant. Yeah. You know, yeah. rap rap and country videos are all about Escalades and Silverados and you want to show people you're making it in the world you That's buy a, a yeah. hummer not a tiny porsche right so right that i think that trend is bothersome to me uh partly because i'm not making it um <laughs> <laughs> but also because i can't see around your three-story tall f-150 you know when yeah. i'm my like little mazda yeah all i get to see is like your combed out tailpipes and your bright green shock absorbers Right. So, not to mention, you know, gasoline. Um, this may become a shock because our listeners, but it's not a renewable resource. So, right. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, like, I no offense, I grew up with trucks. Like, they had a purpose. My dad, like, hauled around bikes he repaired and sure. he hunted and fished. And so there was always, like, a dead deer in the back or giant coolers or boats yeah. or canoes. And, yeah. So when they have a purpose, I totally get it. But it just... It just really kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy to me that like the intended audience for a truck now that we're marketing to isn't like farmers and like outdoorsmen, you know? Sure. Right. <laughs> right. Trucks, trucks today are like Wi-Fi hotspots with like leather and Bluetooth <laughs> and seat warmers and Bose audio. Right. When I see my uncles driving these things, it just like it, it looks so out of place. Like these guys are supposed to be driving forklifts and dump trucks, not to, you know, <laughs> resting their heads on a silk pillow, crystal bathtub filled with champagne. Yes, I mean it used tr- to be the bed of their pickup truck. <laughs> yes, it's totally. I mean, I I get it. Creature comforts aren't all bad. We we've got uh, Mark is our friend that we both have, and he has like an awesome truck and. He needs the power to pull his horse trailer. So driving four to five hours, it's probably nice to have all those comforts and amusements. And actually, I I think, Mm. um, well, I mean, uh, his uh, his, uh, kids have left the nest at this point. And and they were, um, I'm sure he was very much into horses, but they were into horses as well. And I think he's kind of on this kick of, okay... I don't need the truck anymore. The horses aren't around. We sold the horses. I don't have the trailer anymore. I'm going to get rid of the truck. And he drives his day-to-day car is a um, very fun, very sporty. But BW. Yeah, yeah. Which is small, and I'm sure if uh, you know if he if he drove it uh, drove it cautiously, it would uh, <laughs> it would get great gas mileage. Um, not to say that he doesn't drive it cautiously, but if he, if he drove it, uh, with a little bit less of a lead foot, but honestly, right. um, I've been riding chipped. If he didn't have it chipped, <laughs> but we didn't say that anyway. <laughs> right. We didn't say that. That didn't happen. Um, 
and uh but but driving around with him and the and the other the the other partner Mike I have to say that I'm developing a little bit more of a lead foot myself and I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to not do that as much when I'm because my little Chevy Aveo does not, does not keep up as well uh when you just slam you you could just slam the 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 pedal to the metal and um a there's no metal cuz it's carpet cuz it's a Chevy and uh and B um <laughs> It it does it's not going to go any faster than if you just pushed it a little bit. <laughs> so right, you're just gonna you're just flooding the engine now. That's that's even better. Oh, actually, my review of the GMC, like I was quite surprised <laughs> to find when I got behind the wheel that it has one of I'm I should know this word, but I do not. But it has one of those. Uh, oh, anyway, it has one of those transmissions that's automatic, but you can shift mm-hmm. it yourself if you want to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive. I don't know. That's about it. Anyway, uh, and our Mazda has that. And every now and then, when I want to drive like I have a lead foot, I'll play with that. But you know, mm-hmm. it's not the same. I'm not like driving like a maniac. I'm shifting, so I feel like I I'm in control, right? <laughs> yes, right. And so I thought, oh, I will try this with because my father-in-law kept putting it in that instead of drive, and then we were all like, you need to shift because it sounds like it's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and he was like oh uh so i put it in there and man uh i'm sorry domestic car makers but you don't you don't get like what the foreign car makers do when it comes to making those transmissions because no the mazda no. is like seamless like oh did you want to shift in fact sometimes i think it shifts for me it's like oh i know you're in the shifting mode but you should probably shift now <laughs> yeah and that gmc was like uh, did you shift? Okay, so I'm second. You need to go third. You know, you're like jumping. Like, what just happened? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. and so anyway, I mean, I guess I'm just old, and so this is my like, you know, we should have a section like Chris's cliche complaints. Uh, <laughs> I'm old, and I like to things when they were before. In my day. If you could just do an Andy Rooney impression, that would be the best. <laughs> Dana Carvey used to do. Was it Dana Carvey or Mike Myers? I think it was Dana Carvey. He used to do a grumpy old man sketch on Saturday Live Day. Yes, he, he would be yes. like, "In my day, we didn't have these fancy skis. You found two <laughs> dead bodies from an avalanche, and you strapped them down to, to, to your feet, and you went down the hill screaming, Oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> and you liked it. And you loved it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That was yeah, good. Yeah. That was a good sketch. Yeah. See, like, back in the 80s, before, like, yuppies started driving Jeeps, Jeeps were badass 4 by 4s They were awesome. And then, you know, sure. like... Like a Jeep in the 70s. <laughs> Had a radio, and if you were lucky, like a heater. And yep. it was pointless heater because you had nothing around you to hold the heat in. But, <laughs> right, but right. the rest or of the... Or maybe a canvas top. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of the dash was metal because basically they designed Jeeps um, to be water resistant. Like they knew you were going to be foraging rivers and mud running. <laughs> right, and, right. <laughs> and not bouncing around town with like Ben Stiller and a bunch of pretty models in the back. So there's your Zoolander reference of the day. There you go. Yeah. But then the, the yuppies. Jeep Lewis and Clark edition. 
conquer the elements. <laughs> it pansy. comes. It comes with disease blankets to hand out to. Oh no. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the yuppies destroyed that and i i really am gonna blame canada for the truck because i live here in edmonton which is the largest northern city in canada where everyone has a truck like probably the largest uh city in our entire province of alberta is calgary which is bigger than us four hours away and everyone there drives a truck it's this like whole like Texan oil culture. It's like huge here. Mm-hmm. So everyone wants to be like JR from Dallas or Dynasty. <laughs> I don't know the reference. So neither will anybody who listens. So it's all about it's okay. trucks. It was all a dream at the end. So. That's right. <laughs> it's all about trucks and nobody does anything here that requires a truck. So I really think like they're the ones that screwed up the market now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I uh, scene. <laughs> <and> scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned you know the three the three story F one fifty, and I look at I look at the trucks that they have now, and I can I can remember in high school. So in high school, I drove my stepfather's F two fifty to school because it was the spare vehicle that we had that he used to use to go do um, garage door side jobs. So he had this rack on it. I mean, it did not look like a high schooler's vehicle. It just looked like the extra vehicle that that our family had, and that's what I drove to school once I could drive. Um, and it was an eighty five F two fifty. So in and of itself, it was. It was big, but it looked like, you know, an 80s truck. It was a giant box. Uh, It had no, like, crew cab or fancy extended cab or anything. It was, like, two seats in the front with a bench. Um, You could throw some tools in the back, and there's a regular size, like, truck bed. And now, it seems like you can't even buy a truck that's not an extended cab. And yeah. So many of them are like crew cabs. So now the trucks are like 14 feet long and uh, they've decided that they have to jack them up. Um, <laughs> like just the ones, the one. It's, it's not that you're buying it and then you're having it jacked up so that it looks like a monster truck. You just buy them and they look like monster trucks now. That's how you, that's how trucks come. Even though, you know, it's, a, it's an F-150, you can put, like a quarter ton in it maybe <laughs> like it's yeah. barely it's barely a truck dude just well and i remember like back in the late 80s early 90s like all my dad's like chevys and gmc's were already too tall like and i say yeah. that for <laughs> yeah. like the work that he was doing like if he wanted to pull a trailer or pull the boat yeah. Like he had yeah. to have a friend weld together like with like two or three pieces of metal like an S bracket that then brought like the hitch down lower because it was yes. so jacked up when you tried yes. to pull something it looks awkward and dangerous. Right. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. But you know, now it's probably like, well, it's okay because your truck is this tall because we're gonna go ahead and make the bed of it completely useless and put a fifth wheel mount in there. So Right. Right. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're going to be pulling things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. You you made me think. I had a when I worked at the community college uh, for the theater, 
um, my boss there had a truck that he was trying to sell and he was driving like a little Toyota back and forth to work because they were concerned yep. about gas and his truck was just sitting in the yard and they wanted to sell it. And I think he, he was like, a uh, probably like an F three fifties or such a thing. And yeah, it, it yep. was, it was called the contractor model and he drove it to show someone at work cause they were thinking of buying it. And so I was like, let me see this big behemoth truck you're always complaining about. And it was like a crew cab or something like that. But it was called the contractor model. And so he opens it up and he shows me, <laughs> you know, like we've like we've been talking, like trucks weren't like leather interiors. They were just like, you know, his truck had like uh, vinyl seats and a rubber floor. And when you folded the back seat back, <laughs> there was a little bracket holding a hose. It came with the truck from Ford, and the idea was is you would just go find like a faucet somewhere, you know, screw on the hose and wash yeah. out your truck because you were just on site and got it all <laughs> muddy or something. Yep. yep. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you won't see that these days regularly. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. This cup holder is specially designed to hold your double mocha latte, latte from Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Then there's the other thing that you mentioned was the, uh, you know, the SUV phenomena, which um, at least for, uh, so uh, we realized fairly early on after we had had Evelyn um, that uh, the Chevy Aveo was not going to make the best family vehicle for like crouching and getting the car seat into and, <laughs> and especially if we were going to have more than one like it was we were we were going to be pushing <laughs> it's already truly a compact car um so it was fairly small to begin with uh so we started looking around and I was like well we could get a minivan those are extremely practical for families and uh the the modern american culture says no minivans um uh moms don't want minivans anymore at all because then that turns them into soccer moms right so instead we started looking at the chevy equinox which is um pretty similar kind of a thing it's like a four-door uh they call it a compact suv but it's not really all that compact except that it doesn't have like third a third row of seating it just has a second row of seating um and it's uh they're reasonably priced um so we're looking at those used um and it uh we got a fairly good deal on one and uh we start driving it around and we had it for maybe um like a week and we started noticing man there's a lot of Chevy Equinoxes on the road man there's a lot of Chevy Equinoxes in our neighborhood the Chevy Equinox is the new minivan that's what we <laughs> that's what like you just don't see minivans anymore but that that was what we ended up buying now it's it's the Chevy Equinox is what everybody all of them have or you know or the equivalent you know SUV i think there's like a Honda CRX and stuff like that that have the same kind of like it's just a compact SUV with one row of seating and it's good for two maybe three kids depending on their ages so do you have uh, the backup camera in that we do. We do have a bit the backup camera. Yeah. The rental Arcadia had that. And um, 
uh, I was like, wow, this thing is freaking pointless because <laughs> uh, we're traveling in Canada. So the entire <laughs> back of the hit? thing is covered. Well, no, but the entire oh, back yeah. thing is covered with mud and snow. Mud and snow, and, yeah, sure. So you got to like constantly wipe that thing off. It was crazy. My father-in-law actually has like an Audi A5 or Q5, Audi Q5, um, little SUV, and he has a backup camera. And I was like, wow, does yours do this too? I never thought of that. He's like, mm-hmm. no, mine doesn't. I was like, oh, yeah, the Germans, right? They got that. They, like, engineered <laughs> that perfectly. They've, en- they've engineered the entire car's, uh, like, aerodynamic envelope so that that spot sits in a perfect, like, pressure zone that keeps the vacuum away from it. So yes. they've it's engin- always clean. Yes, they've test drove it on the Autobahn in reverse using only the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I actually, um, my book, I've finished um, finished the uh, Dresden Files series and waiting for the next book to come out in May. Mm. So I've gone back to the laundry are they called laundry files? I mean, that might be what they're called. I don't know. Or just the laundry. <laughs> uh, and which is a similar... Uh, it's like magic. It's urban fantasy again. Um, I think I discussed the first book a while ago. I said it was a little bit over my head because the guy is like an IT person and then occasionally has to go out in the field and uh, take care of demons. So... <laughs> <laughs> so there's all this like sort of in in humor for like IT managers like the stuff that he has to deal with and things like that and right in the second book he ends up going to Germany and of course because <laughs> his government uh his government uh what do you want to say not company but his organization is so cheap mm-hmm. because they're government he, the only rental car they'll allow him to have is a smart car. So he's like crying on the Autobahn, not because he's like a gearhead, but because he's afraid he's going to die because people are flying past him at like 300 kilometers. So, yeah. Smart car. I still want one. Yeah. They're all over here like crazy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. It is because um, so you've got trucks and smart cars. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> you park like three smart cars next to an F one fifty. It's it's crazy. <laughs> and I just talked to someone who owns one, and I was like, "How do you like it?" And they're like, "Well, now that I have winter tires, it's it's okay because <laughs> the the things have no like weight, right? So it's right. like." Yeah. You get on a snow drift and now you're like rocking back and forth to try to get the wheels to touch around again. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cars is is is. Yes. I do I highly recommend snow tires for oh, yeah. uh for regular cars. For regular cars especially. Oh yeah. I loved my snow tires. I hated to part with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It was night and day difference driving back and forth between Skeegan and Grand Rapids once I bought winter tires. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It makes a, it really, it makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think last time, 
or one of our shows, we either <laughs> talked about or promised to talk about uh, the whole 50th anniversary Doctor Who special. But then it was the Christmas special with uh, Matt Smith. I know. And he left. Yeah, his regeneration. Yeah, did you see it? I did. I did. I saw it. Yeah. What did you think? I I wanted to like it. <laughs> like I saw comments before I got a chance to see it, and I was like, "No, don't." But uh, someone said, <laughs> "What a what a fitting way to like say goodbye to him." And I was like, "I understand what you're saying, but I'm yeah. not quite sure because I didn't get to see the whole lifespan. <laughs> Just got sure. to see it pass before you." So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was okay. It, it's it's funny, like, we had just watched that, and then we're still back in the David Tennant years with my uh, wife watching them for the first time. Mm-hmm. We just got to, like, a Christmas special. Uh, what Christmas special? Right, anyway, we got to a Christmas special, and, you know, it's all, <laughs> it's all about Christmas. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I think that's the problem with, like, the one episode where we say goodbye to Matt Smith is it's like the Christmas special. So this is the planet called Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a town so, called Christmas, in a town called Christmas on a planet of. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it, it, it wasn't bad. I get. I think it's just like I mentioned sometime before, like I really think it's called Doctor Who, but the show is all about the companion, and I just don't think Clara has ever really made yeah. it for me. So yeah, yep. Tina and I are feel the same way about her, and I, I don't think it's that um, she is necessarily doing a bad job as an actress. I just don't think I don't think the the role is really put together very well. Exactly. I think last time, like I, one of us had mentioned how. You know, she's just as smart, if not smarter, about other things than the doctor is. And so mm-hmm. we don't need the doctor's exposition or to be silly and timey-wimey because she's already right there doing things. And I think that's part of the problem is she's like, she could be a doctor herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an interesting setup that they have, though, with the new guy... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if um, if his his uh, line at the end there was going to be is going to be like a throwaway thing, kind of like how if you go back to Matt Smith's first episode where he's you know he's kind of like I'm not. I guess David Tennant did a little bit of this too, but I don't know who I am yet, and I you know I'm going to try all these foods, and they're all going to taste weird, and I don't know what's what. I don't know which way is up, and I'm going to walk into a tree and blah, 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 blah. And I I kind of think that this guy's line at the end of the Christmas special where he's like, do you know how to fly this thing, is a little bit of that where it's just like, I, I'm, not in, I'm not really fully in this body yet. It'll come back to me. But on the other hand, I'm wondering if it's like, no, it's a new cycle of regenerations that the Time Lords gave you, but that comes at a cost of maybe not carrying as much of who you were into this next cycle or something along those lines. Oh yeah. I I never thought of it that way. That'd be an interesting spin. It's a theory. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. 
But now there's no more. There's there's no more um, Doctor Who until like September or something like <laughs> yeah, that. It, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I um, Sherlock just started and finished, and mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty fabulous actually. But uh, I did think I seen a post today that uh, someone at the BBC said, "Hey, let's." working on the next season so they hope to have it out around christmas next time which is pretty much when it came out this time but (laughs) after christmas slightly yeah right yeah did you get into that yet or no i have seen um two episodes of the first season which means i'm two-thirds of the way through the first season right that's right Uh, and then uh that's that's as far as i've gotten and i like it um it just is uh finding the right time to watch it because for the oh, most yeah. part I don't want to watch it when the girls are up. Um and I do want to watch it with Tina because she likes she likes it as well. Um but right now we're in a phase where if the girls are in bed then Tina goes to bed. <laughs> Just so that we can try to be sane and get some sleep. So No, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my uh Yeah, I really enjoy this show and um it's weird, like this season, I think um, they were trying to do more of the same because people like the show. And so they did mm-hmm. a lot of really strange, like graphic matches. Okay. And it bothered <laughs> me. Like they they always do like some kind of clever, quote unquote, transition and they work. But less is more, people. So yeah. in the first two episodes, I noticed it a lot. They did some weird things like two guys like at a coffee cart getting coffee and they both go up to take a drink and they're standing next to each other and the camera zooms in. So you see the back of both their cups and then it like does a graphic match to like somebody's glasses <laughs> and zooms out or something. And I was like, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. I think I even tweeted, like, the whole success of Star Wars is not based on the fact that George Lucas used Star Wars, okay? So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. But that, other than that, like, um, the last episode of this last season, I was just, I was really impressed, like, Sherlock is a good example of a show, which sounds funny because you seen like two episodes and (laughs) you know like when he's thinking or when he's um deducing something they do like a lot of text on the screen and stuff like that but yeah right for for the most part because it's text and it's just simple um for the most part i'm really impressed by this show just because they can show things that other shows would probably be um chomping at the bit to get cg in right like Right. Like Sherlock. I don't know if he mentions it in the first couple episodes, but um, Sherlock has this whole concept of the mind palace. Like he just needs to go into his brain and think for a bit. Right. Yeah. And never does the show like, at least I don't remember, do they do like some kind of like silly CG. Like, I mean, they might do the text and they might do him like seeing things, but for the most Mm -hmm. part, it's up to the actor you know, to yeah, yeah, to focus on him. And so I'm just really impressed with their show to do stuff like 
I'm not saying it's low budget, but it probably is uh, a factor. <laughs> but that they have, you know, the director of photography and stuff where they, the cinematographer, where they can come up with these like ideas to show things that other people might, you know, gloss mm-hmm. over with like CG. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, yeah. If if you were watching, if you were watching an episode of, um, you know, of CSI Miami or House or something like that, it, they would show, you know, the bullet timey CG. This was how <laughs> the whole thing happened. And it happens really slow and you see the bullet go through the guy's liver or whatever. Um, or if it's House, you know, you see the nerve endings getting frayed or something like that. And that's what caused his, uh, lupus. It's never lupus. Um, <laughs> that's right. Or whatever. So, uh, yeah, with, uh, with Sherlock, it's much simpler. Um, you just have to be, they're just bringing you into his mind. It's not about, it's not about visualizing everything. Cause I, I think, you know, probably some of it is there's not a huge budget to do a bunch of CG. But I do think part of it is also um, that's not how he's thinking about it either. Like, I don't I wouldn't see I don't see Sherlock as thinking about everything being, you know, very gruesome. I think he thinks of everything being like fairly clinical. Like he just I know that this is what happened. And then and I put all those pieces together and I'm not imagining the bullet going through his liver. I just know it went through his liver and that's all I needed to know to solve the rest of this. So he sees all the details, right? I mean, he sees, you know, the fingerprint on the guy's coat. That's always like the weirdest, the weirdest (laughs) little thing, but he, he always notices all of that stuff. It's not like he doesn't see the dirt and grime and, and the realness of the scene, but, uh, but it becomes very, sterile in his brain i think yeah word word i haven't actually read any of the sherlock holmes have you read the originals at all i have not i think my wife has read one but okay i'm a little scared of them i'm I'm thinking they're like oldie timey english they're probably i mean yeah they're probably um they probably use a little bit of a different vernacular, I'm sure. I'm it's not Shakespeare, but it's you know going to be it's going to be different. And there's probably going to be a lot of things in there where it's like, ah, uh, that's a noun. I know it's a noun. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it actually is. Oh, it's an alternative uh, word for carriage. Great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although it might be easier to understand after having to read a lot of Shakespeare and things like that. Mm-hmm. And plus we have like, it's all history. So it might be easier to ascertain what those words mean. Where a modern, <laughs> a modern book uh, from across that big oceanic expanse is much <laughs> more difficult to read. Uh, these uh, these laundry books are, they're not too bad because the author is British, but I think it was called The Book of Dave, but I'd have to double check. I, I read like a synopsis of this book <laughs> and the basic synopsis is uh, in the future. It's one of these like, you know, post-apocalyptic books and uh, what's wrong? Why did I read this stuff? Uh, 
And so in the future, uh, like way, way future, there's like this island where some people are surviving and it's, you know, there's no technology. They don't even remember technology. Like that's how far in the future it is. And uh, their entire religion is based off of a journal or diary from a London cabbie. And this London cabbie has like an awful life <clears throat> where his um, wife leaves him and he has a son that doesn't love him. And so it's like called the Book of Dave. And so, and so like they refer to like his son and his wife, you know, the wife is probably like their evil God or something. And his son <laughs> is like, it's, it's really, but, but then the book like jumps between like what's actually happening in Dave's life in present day London and then mm. like the future so you can kind of correlate and it wasn't a bad read but it was really hard because there's all these futuristic like animals and creatures and they use like he this, the author makes like a language for them and it's kind of like slangy but once you get the hang of it it gets easy to read but there's these creatures and lands and characters names and i'm all like is that slang or is that yeah, made up right. like i was so confused when i read the book like i never finished because <laughs> i got like halfway through <laughs> but it was like like a 700 page book too so hmm. but it was really confusing because i'm like i'd like look up a word and they're like that's british slang and it means this i'm like oh i didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> now i must have a cross switch yeah, there you go. So, yeah, it was really hard to read, like, a modern uh, book filled with, like, some slang from another country that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think sometimes you get you do get some of that when you watch a little bit of the BBC stuff, too. Like, you'll hear – they'll just say something, and, and a lot of times it's it's one of those things where all of a sudden it becomes a foreign language, language where it's like, why are, you, why are they talking so fast? All of a sudden they're talking really fast and I can't understand anything that they're saying. And and then uh, and then you like are able to tune back in because the slang part is over or whatever. And you're like, I don't really understand what happened there, but I'll pick it up. It's going to keep going. I'll pick it up. Okay, so who is – it's been bugging me because uh, I should know. <laughs> Who is the creator behind the new BSG? Ronald D. E. Moore. Ronald D. E. Moore. Gotcha. Yes. Yep. I just watched his new show today while I was uh, working on dinner. Mm. Uh, Helix. Mm. And, uh, I'm not sure about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it... Uh, I don't know anything about it. So give uh, me a little bit of a synopsis. It's a uh, Arctic lab uh, where they work on viruses and things like that. And okay, um, that's all like sort of like the previews gave you was like some sort of crisis in a lab, which was kind of like okay. In the '90s, we all loved Outbreak, and <laughs> then we had like Paul's favorite thing, like a ton of ton and ton of zombie movies. Like, do we really yeah. need this now? Great. But, um, <laughs> Anyway, so some what I think is really funny is I, I even read like stuff about the show, like oh you know I, I like Mr. Moore's things and maybe I will like this. And uh, then when I read like some of the character synopsis, I'm like, 
huh? But anyway, <laughs> I watched the first episode, and the thing I'm going huh's about is we start in the. Well, I don't want to do it. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, basically, the CDC is sent to this lab because they've had like you know a containment issue. Um, and the person they send, one of the doctors they send, his brother works at the lab. That seems mm. like maybe that's mm-hmm. a bad idea. Whatever. Sure. The other person on his CDC team is his ex-wife, who he left <laughs> after she slept with his brother. And okay. I was like, um, right. what? Like, why are we bringing in this extra drama? <laughs> I'm worried about the world-ending debilitating virus. Right. I don't really care who sleeps <laughs> with who. But I don't know. I mean, in BSG, I didn't really care about, you know, the science so much as I cared about if Starbuck was really going to hook up with Apollo. Come on. So. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's a sexually transmitted virus. So they were sending people uh, that they knew would hook back up and then they could test how quickly it spreads. Nice. Yeah, it's like this scary black goo because scary black goo is scary. So, right, yep. It was... We all know scary black goo killed Tasha Yar. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not the Romulan <laughs> version of her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not not her half Romulan daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know too much about that. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yes. Ronald D. Moore got his uh well, I don't want to say he got his start in Star Trek, but he was uh that was one of his up and coming roles. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um he was very involved in uh Deep Space Nine especially. Did we did we talk technology? How's your I I got mine sitting here. I haven't actually done anything with it, but how's your Raspberry Pi? Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Cool. I like it. The, uh, the day I got it, I, I quick threw it in its case and blasted, uh, Arc OS onto a eight gig, uh, SD card that I had floating around and, and got it set up and, uh, it's working pretty well. I like Sweet. it a lot. Yeah. I've got, um, own cloud installed on it. One of the, uh, one of the, apps that you can install through ArcOS. And there were a couple of, at some point I should go back and, and re-document this and look at my command line things that I had to punch in to get things totally working. But um, at one point I did have to go in and do some kind of manual tweaking to get um, own cloud working properly, um, uh, which it is now. And then I also had to, or I didn't have to, but I wanted to get a uh, SSL certificate so that everything is encrypted, but I don't have to like tell my browser to trust the, trust this unverified certificate from such and such a place. So I'll have to go and uh, write up a blog post about this at some point, but there is a, um, there is online a, um, trusted uh certificate authority i think it's called stardssl.com and uh they will grant um ssl certificates basically it's kind of like you can get an ssl certificate for free if you're an individual and they can verify your email address um so you don't have to pay extra but it's like for a single domain 
Um, and then if you want to add on domains to that certificate, you pay more or you, they have to verify your identity in different ways. Um, but it's, it's a pretty, I mean, the, the free one was sufficient for what I needed to do. So I have own cloud with SSL. Um, and the nice thing about that is it provides, um, it provides a web dev endpoint. And so now I have an app. Uh, on my iPhone called Scanner Pro, which was the free app of the week last week, um, which supports um, basically taking snapshots of like receipts and stuff, and it will try to kind of like level things out. So if the receipt's been crinkled up a little bit, it'll kind of like it does some image manipulation magic to kind of flatten things out a little bit, which is kind of cool. And uh, and so it can. I can take a snapshot of the receipt and it will automatically upload that receipt into my receipts folder on my own cloud um, without me having to do anything, just kind of in the background. It will it will upload that stuff. So now when I'm out and about and I need to quick take a snapshot of a receipt for uh, um, getting reimbursed or for documentation on the corporate card or whatever. For pie. For pie. <laughs> <laughs> I can just quick do that and I've got it and then I can email it and it's it's on my computer and own cloud also has a native desktop client that works much like Dropbox. So you can say, here's a folder on my hard drive, sync it with my own cloud folder um, and it will keep that set of files in sync across multiple devices or desktops or whatever. Very so, cool. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I actually noticed um, on the ArcOS site that uh, I was surprised to read um, his year update, but uh, I believe he said he's hoping to ship out all the gifts and things and uh, ArcOS to people who donated by the end of the month. And nice. I thought he was shooting for March, but I think he's shooting for like point, you know, one point March or something. So mm-hmm. most people that donated are getting like point four or point five. So right, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that soon, but I, I've the I've the pie, and then I uh, donated so that he would send me the SD card. So I have a couple floating around if I wanted to sure. play. I yeah, might, I might get to that, but I have uh, other eggs to crack. So <laughs> the iMac is um, was coughing and spitting, and so I haven't probably used that in a week. Um, oh, okay. It's uh, it's definitely. I thought it might be on its last legs, but uh, last time it got like this, I opened it up, cleaned out like the dust, which it doesn't usually accumulate too much. But since it already has an overheating issue anything Mm -hmm. can help so i think i did that in like august of 2012 i cleaned it out and reinstalled the os and it worked ever since so i might go for that again and see if it works or i might uh, drop linux on it and see if i can use like something a little less resource heavy on it Mm -hmm. so that the heat thing doesn't get to be an issue sure and i also think uh just for the heck of it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm going to commit uh, a sin uh, and never be allowed into the cult of Mac ever again. Um, <laughs> uh, I bought uh, 
I was gonna buy like a squirrel cage fan, like a suction fan, but I bought uh, two like cheap computer fans, and I'm gonna cut the back of that sucker open, and we're gonna put our own exhaust out. So <laughs> I read about people doing that to like the uh, white uh, G5s, and like their temperatures went from like uh, you know typically around 104 to 80. So I was like. Yeah, sure. if I could keep the iMac at 80, it's never been an 80. So if I was like, if it could stay there, right. it would never have a problem. It so. would never have a problem, yeah. Yeah, so that's I'm, very true. I'm going to do some surgery if I can find someone in Canada that I know that has a Dremel or a <laughs> fan that wants to send me one. Right. <laughs> a Montreal Sauce fan. A Montreal Sauce fan. Send your Dremel to me. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll mail it back with a Canadian treat. There you go. Some uh, maple syrup candy or something. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Brian in the office loves that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I got some from the wife, and I put it on my desk, and uh, he like kept coming back. And At some point, I think I just gave him the bag of candy she gave me, because I was like, I don't <laughs> like this. I don't like this. <laughs> this tastes like the yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I do not need this. <laughs> yeah. Please take it away. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my future project uh, sometime soon is to carve open the iMac. Sacrilege. <laughs> but it's maxed out at two gigs of RAM. It's It's hard. It's a tough thing because... Uh, with the Raspberry Pi, I'm like, oh, you know, $35 more, and I could just buy another one and maybe try to do, like, uh, my subsonic uh, sound server on that. But at the same time, I've read some things that the Raspberry Pi isn't uh, very keen when it comes to audio stuff or yeah, when it yeah. comes to um, that particular piece of software. So, yeah. My father-in-law has, like, two old laptops. He's like, take them. Like, no, like. I can't start a collection of computer parts. The wife will kill me. <laughs> and they're laptops, so I'm like, I don't really want to run a server on a laptop. So sure, yeah. The nice thing about the iMac is that it looks nice until it gets open. Uh, <laughs> so I could still, you know, keep it. You know, and once I got the server running, it could still be like in the living room and still like play music from it. You know, from the server. So. Mm-hmm. That's one of the cool things about Subsonic is they have uh, jukebox mode, I think is what it's called, where like I can open the app on my phone and I can say, I don't want to play the song on my phone, I want to play it on the server itself. And so then it's like you have, you know, you have control of your music that's playing on a computer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it the iMac one last whirl. Sure. But yeah, I'm thinking, you know, something like, even maybe something as basic and cheesy as Mint, Linux Mint, or something mm-hmm. something hard like Arch Linux, something just really with a small footprint, and that's the only thing that's running. Yeah, because yeah. I because I I think you know if I was able to get it to run cool enough, it have no problem in OS X. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just think. Like you and I think you had discussed it was like, you know, maybe it is a better idea to try Linux, something that's updated more frequently because the iMac is stuck at uh, 32 bits. So it's what, 10.6. Sure. Yep. 
So, and then if Linux... And plus 10.6 with, with 2 gigs of RAM, it's probably sw- jumping stuff out to swap all the time, too. Yeah, um, there's that. Yeah. And then, like, I also think if I put Linux on it, I'll be less um, likely to use it. So... Because <laughs> I also, since it's, like, right here next to my laptop, I'll sometimes I'll just, like, throw up. Oh, you know, I wanted to watch that new Ronald D. Moore show. I'll watch Helix while I'm doing something on the computer. So the yeah. iMac is over there going, so I have a graphics card that overheats, and you want me to play a movie? <laughs> right. So, on my two gigs of RAM? On my two gigs of RAM? And my mobile GPU? <laughs> Are you crazy to me? It's so bad. I think for the last year, I've been watching things like, in their window instead of like making it full screen because the iMac yeah. is like you did not just say to make it full I'm gonna come out of my I'm gonna kill you <laughs> I gonna kill I mean, you it just dead. turns green and smashes things yes <laughs> Hulk smash Hulk smash that should be the name of the iMac when I uh, get it back up again I'll be like Hulk mm-hmm. then it can smash itself it'll be great <laughs> it's about time to reboot another Hulk, Hulk movie, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I imagine they have to do one with what's his name, Mark Ruffalo. Yes, yes. Yeah. We need um, we need Hollywood actors. You need to change your name. It's really hard to say Benedict Cumberbatch. That's Mark right, Ruffalo. Benjamin Lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, uh, I like uh, Robert Downey Jr. a lot, but I I like him better as Iron Man than as Sherlock, especially when after seeing um, Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock. Yes, but they, I mean, obviously the Sherlock movies and the Sherlock TV show have exceedingly different styles, and for the most part, audiences too. I think so. Um, and I I find them both enjoyable, but I I like Robert Downey Jr. better as uh, as Iron Man than as Sherlock. I think not that he does a poor job, but okay. So <laughs> so to uh, to go back to um, my uh, what did I call it? Chris's cliche complaints. <laughs> okay, where I turn into an old man and complain about something, and I don't actually get off my ass and participate in changing it. <laughs> Chris's. Cl- Chris's cliche complaints. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Let's edit that together. I'm going to edit that together now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to figure that out. Well, I'll give it to Jim. <laughs> that's that's going to be the intro of the show. <laughs> Chris's cliche complaints. <laughs> do, 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 do. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I will do uh, Paul's, uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but. (laughs) I don't want to offend anybody, but. Asians. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're like, okay, never mind. (laughs) No, uh, I was just going to say when we were talking about. I didn't mean that. I love you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't come out right at all. Never mind. (laughs) I uh, 
Uh, we started talking about Robert Downey Jr. and movies in, a, in different audiences. That's what it was. Uh, I recently saw um, a 3D film because it wasn't offered in any other way, <laughs> unfortunately. I yep. have no other choice. And I'm not a fan of 3D, but that goes without saying because no one is. No one is. <laughs> no one is. Just kidding. Hollywood and uh, the movie theaters themselves love 3D. So Yeah, James Cameron loves 3D. Yeah, we all know it's total crap, and yet they keep still making them. I'm not going to like debate, like, oh, you know, Cameron's 3D is better or no. whatever. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, if I had to defend 3D, I would say Coraline was a better example of using it decently. Mm-hmm. But it's a gimmick, and... It, it's a gimmick. My definition of a gimmick is it's not enriching enriching your viewing experience. It's not enriching the movie at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't make the script better or the acting better. Um, yeah. But the other gimmick that they have now is the D-Box. <laughs> yes, and which you, is perfectly named. <laughs> and yes, I know. And I don't even have to mention what it's about because you're just laughing already. <laughs> If you, if anyone's listening, I mean, if you listeners don't know what the D box is, <laughs> yes. Like if you live in uh, Whitehall, Michigan, and your theater is a pole barn with like two screens in it, <laughs> Tr- totally. seat number one is the D box. <laughs> seat number two is a cow. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. The theater in Whitehall is like a pole barn. It's crazy. Like it's a nice, like it's a nice theater, but like the frame itself is like they went to one of those like we make pole barns out of steel like places. And we'll ship <laughs> yes. it to you. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, this uh, D box things are they're just seats on hydraulics that uh, move with the film. So if you're watching like How to Train Your Dragon thirty seven and the dragon training boy <laughs> turns left, like your seats turn left. Chairs on the left, and if there's like an explosion, the seat rumbles. And if you see a Michael Bay film, they escort you from the theater in a popcorn bucket because (laughs) you've been shaken till you're liquefied. So, (laughs) of course, they know the D box is a gimmick because there's like only eight seats in the entire theater that do it. But, but as the tickets cost like $35 a pop. Yeah, it's crazy. Hydraulic fluid is way expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Those things aren't, poly- aren't powered by butter, you know. Um, <clears throat> but we all know it's a gimmick and they hold no value. Like we're all we're all cynics because we've had 100 years of advertising. Um, we know like um we know you're not the number one pizza chain in the world, Domino's. Mm-hmm. We recognize that it's just advertising. You'll say anything to get us in the door. There's no noise you need to avoid. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> but uh, the movie theaters have to use these gimmicks again to like draw us in, draw the audience in because there's all this competition now. Like we've all got the 7.1 surround sound systems and a flat screen TV half the size of the theater. So mm-hmm. gourmet popcorn and beer, like why do we need to leave the house? All right. So my solution is that I wanted to demolish these like octoplex theaters, these eight and 16 and 20 screen theaters 
And uh, I want to bring back the movie Palace Age. That's what I think. Okay. So, like, back, you know, if you don't know what the movie palaces are, like, back in the film's humble beginnings, kids, there were, like, the days of Thomas Edison where he made, like, these scorching, awesome films called, like, Lady Eating a Baked Potato and the Guy <laughs> Opens an Umbrella. Like, and ele- Elephant Getting Electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Tesla. <laughs> Tesla! <laughs> Oh, so like people flock to theaters to see like absolutely nothing because it was so magical, but they were actual theaters like the town in the theater where like, you know, actors performed Midsummer's Night Dream one night and Cardini (laughs) showed up the next night doing card tricks. And then the night after night that they brought down the screen and projected a move like the great train robbery or something. Sure. So theaters with like huge balconies and loads of audiences, like no gimmicks, like just a big, large audience that would enrich your movie going experience because you you feed off the energy of the crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, if you're at home watching Avengers and Loki's about to go into his little like villain cliche speech and Hulk just <laughs> grabs him and flops him around, yeah. you watch that and you go, uh-huh. But then, like, if you're in the theater with, like, 349 other people and he does that, like, you know, the audience laughter, like, carries to you, like, you know, like a tremendous wave of home spectator booze at a Lions game. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right onto Jim Schwartz's face. Exactly. (laughs) Of course, you know, as as, uh, one of our three listeners might be quick to point out is that... uh, what I just said is like kind of crazy because who's going to go to like this giant theater when we all have these creature comforts at home, and Netflix and TV and and Hulu sure. and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but I say, you know, that argument's correct. No one's going to go to the theater and watch Spy Kids 19 <laughs> at a movie palace. <laughs> so right. distribute yeah. it digitally. The market's already here. So... I say, like, you know, we can distribute new films on Hulu or pay-per-view or Netflix. Like, if Disney thinks, like, Star Wars is going to be a big movie when it comes out, send it to the movie palace, right? But, you know, maybe Monument Men comes out later this year is good, but maybe we can release that, like, to Netflix as a first-run thing and then Mm -hmm. send RoboCop to the movie palace. So... I just think we should go better with like more spectacular uh, watching experience. So like it becomes an event again, like, hey, let's go to the movie palace. And it's not just like, let's go sit in a room with 70 strangers and stick to the floor, you know? Right. Like (laughs) if you want to make the theater special, let's not do like goofy 3D. Let's do like making an experience again. That's, That's my argument for the movie palace. Yeah. Yeah. That's my other uh, rant. My uh, my idea was for a um, a place that you would call dinner in a movie, where it's basically a combo of you go 
there's not it's a it's sort of like stadium seating except that you have like horseshoe shaped tables so that you could have a couple people at each table um but there is a movie theater screen and you order dinner and then when dinner comes is when the movie starts um and then you eat and you watch the and you watch dinner at the same time um and it's a it's still a big screen experience but i think it would serve well for like you could you could show a lot more art house films and things like that in a in a venue like that i think than a than a traditional theater um and it could serve a smaller um group of people so like you have maybe you know 10 tables in there and you can sit maybe 30 or 40 people instead of you know 150 in a you know in a cinemark or whatever right and it lends itself to being more of an experience based thing rather than oh i'm just gonna go see this movie because it's not out on dvd yet and i really wanted to go see it you know yeah yeah that's that's what we're missing is we're missing that experience because so often i mean as a child uh granted uh, i grew up in muskegon so Mm -hmm. you could go to the movies or you could go to the movies um but so often like <laughs> after the movies you went across the street to the pizza hut or to denny's and you discussed the yep. movie right so yeah some of our good memories like associated with movies are because of the people we were with right so sure i wish i had like a joke prepared for that like, um, <laughs> i certainly do love ishtar because i got to second base or something i don't know but <laughs> That's awful. It's not even timely. No one even knows Ishtar was bad because no one even knows what Ishtar was because it was so bad. Uh, awesome. I love the Ishtar jokes nonetheless. True. <laughs> I think Star Trek for the voyage home with the whales was the first one that I saw in the theater. If I can remember, if I'm remembering correctly. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, I know for a fact that I saw the little mermaid in the theater at some point right around that same time, but I think Star Trek four was the first, the first film I saw in the theater. Wow. I, I didn't even, I'm pretty sure the first theater film I saw, I don't know if it was the first, but I definitely remember the first one I can remember is, uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm. saw that in the theater because i'm 100 and um <laughs> i do remember going to see et in the theater sure that was a big deal uh i know i saw 101 dalmatians at the drive-in so all right because that's a fun story i like to tell uh <laughs> about how my well it's a fun story associated with my first vehicle ever because uh I got the old delivery van from the bicycle shop. My dad kindly bought that for me. Um, So it was a big empty van. And uh, prior to me receiving the van, my dad, when I was younger, and took me to the drive-in theater, had a truck with a topper that we would put on and off. And when he put the topper on, it was because he was going to go up north fishing or hunting. Mm -hmm. And so they had an old mattress that they would put on a board back there. And so... We went to the drive-in theater. Um, my dad's truck was really bizarre, too, because it came with this topper <laughs> that had, like, a leather boot. 
And so the truck itself had the sliding back window and you'd slide uh -huh. it open and you'd push the leather boot through and then snap it on the inside of the truck and then snap okay. it on the inside of the, the topper. So mm -hmm. as a little kid, you could crawl in between, but otherwise it was kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would lay on the bed, the mattress back there, and watch the movie through the back window of the truck and then fall asleep to 101 Dalmatians. And then my parents would, you know, then drive over to the next, you know, Okay. screen and watch like an adult movie not an adult movie. <laughs> well blue lagoon. right blue lagoon's pretty adult. Uh, <laughs> but they would go watch another movie after i had fallen asleep but then what happened the one time and i think it was 101 dalmatians is when they got home they were like oh he looks so peaceful let's just leave him there so my parents left me in the driveway in the truck to sleep all night <laughs> My mom, oh, wow. my mom wakes me up at like seven thirty in the morning, and she's like, "I felt sort of guilty," and I was like, "Where am I?" Who brought me back <laughs> into the house to go to bed? And you're like laughing like crazy because what kind of parent would do that these days, right? So, <laughs> uh, kids out in the cars like that. Well, uh, I mean, there's uh, there's always the instance where like Evelyn falls asleep in the car seat or whatever, and. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't leave her in the car overnight. Um but if she was sleeping like during her nap time and I was going to do something outside anyway, we're like, okay, I'm outside. I would totally like roll the window down on both sides so that they can, there can be a nice breeze and then just like do whatever I'm going to do outside um knowing that I can, you know, I'm I'm always within eye shot of of where she's they're sleeping or whatever like there's kind of this i think there's this like internal parent instinct where you're like i have a moment of peace and quiet <laughs> i'm going to leave them sleeping for now she's safe it's fine <laughs> that's hilarious i'm thinking you say the word paternal instinct i'm like oh he's gonna say you know he wants to be like you know within like 120 yards of his child and he's like no just let her go leave her alone <laughs> that's my instinct leave her alone there's there is the there is the instinct that's like you can't you can't go very far don't <laughs> don't let her out of your out of your eye shot um but on the the other part of it is like i live in allendale what what is gonna nothing is gonna happen here <laughs> i live in this little sub sub suburb in Allendale uh that is literally right around the corner from all of the schools uh it's probably one of the safest places in America so this section of Montreal so is brought to you by invisible fence now for toddlers <laughs> ow that's hurty i better go back <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I'm home. <laughs> Maybe that'll be like in the iPhone six is like a child tracker. Of course, it'll yeah, there you go. It'll run on Apple Maps, so it'll be like, uh oh, your child's in Istanbul. <laughs> she's right in front of me. Your child is in Alaska, <laughs> Alaska, Michigan. <laughs> Just didn't resolve that right away. Sorry. <laughs> I was going based on uh, the name, and I didn't have the whole name yet. Sorry. Wow, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't finish my story. Not that any of us were listening. 
anyway, Matt. Sorry, continue. No, mattress in mattress in the truck. I fell asleep on it. Um, but then fast forward to Chris is able to drive and receives um, eat Ford Econoline a van that's completely empty and devoid mm-hmm. of everything. And my parents think, well, where is his friends going to sit? So they just throw the mattress in the back of my van. That's right. I'm a six-year-old <laughs> high schooler with a mattress in the back of his car. Hello, ladies. <laughs> it didn't work out. So it's that well, '70s show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. It's the van. I'm now an old guy doing podcasts, so you can imagine how much action I got, huh? <laughs> um. <laughs> I always wanted to like maybe put a mint on the mattress and just rent it out at lunch, but <laughs> but no one wanted to go in that van. It reeked of crazy bread because that's the all I had for lunch for years. Oh really? Oh yeah, like a dollar or two dollars for crazy bread. Why not? Sure, sure. I think I subsisted almost my entire freshman year of college on uh, breadsticks from the Pizza Hut Express. That was in the bottom of uh, whatever it was, Manitou Hall or whatever, that little food court that was in there. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yep. In fact, before I went to university and to community college, there was a pizza hut uh, not too far from the school. Actually, yes, that was the second time around in college. Uh, (laughs) We would always go to the pizza hut lunch buffet. And I had a friend of mine, oh, yep. a friend of mine, Kimmy, who like only went like she would eat like one piece of pizza or something like, you know, skinny, like 20 year old blonde. But she had to have like those cinnamon sticks. So whenever oh, those came out yeah. to the buffet, she took like four yeah. of like the 12 that came out or something. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was like our thing. It was like, oh, let's go get her some cinnamon sticks. Yeah. She's yeah. Jones and. Right. My first time in college, <laughs> uh, when I decided to quit and work, um, and then ended up going back later. But the first time, the hangout for us was Wendy's, which was like a block away from Pizza Hut. And I'm so <laughs> old that we went to Wendy's because they had what they used to call the Super Bar. Oh, okay. It was like a salad bar, but then it had um, like tortillas and refried beans and like some taco meat and then they also had like pasta and something else like Wendy's had all this it was crazy yeah yeah they too had some delicious breads of some kind it was like uh garlic bread of some kind but it was like round oh yeah 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 yep they were like garlic bread pitas or something it was crazy right right that was the section where Fat Diabetes Man talks about food he can no longer have. <laughs> Actually, in the future, we'll just do a show where Fat Diabetes Man talks about the food he can have because it's a much shorter list. <laughs> I like salad and... All right, we don't have to do that segment of the show now. <laughs> that part of the show's done. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Are you doing anything like, uh, are you taking on anything like paleo diet or anything like that? Or No, I'm, uh, I'm actually, my sister suggested that I check out uh, MyFitnessPal, the app. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
the doctor, they have like a whole, this is what you should eat when you have goals and things for me. But the basic thing, which is not exactly for diabetes patients alone, it should be everybody in the universe. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. it's called like the plate rule or something like that. So if you divide your plate into fourths, um, two two fourths or one half of your plate should be vegetables. The other one should be protein, and the other one should be starch. So mm. that's only that's the real big rule. It's you know it's basically the food pyramid. Like you know, just have to eat right. Correct. Portion. Only actually properly balanced instead of having bread as a giant base at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's really the only kind of rule is I just kind of, it controls my blood sugars if I eat correctly that way. Like I have no issues at all. Oh, okay. Um, So I'm not doing any crazy diets. I'm just keeping track of my calories using the MyFitnessPal app. And uh, it's kind of a, at least the Android version of the app is kind of annoying. Um, I didn't actually realize she just suggested this app. And so I put in like, my weight and I was like okay the doctor hasn't really said anything to me but I've done a lot of reading and it's quite obvious to the world that there is a correlation between your weight and diabetes yeah um I did I read something where um supposedly there's a theory that um the reason that your liver can't process the sugars correctly is there's a bunch of fat cells around the area where like it doles out the insulin Uh, okay the insulin that then grabs the sugars in your blood and gives them to your muscles and everything that needs them yep um and that was just a theory and along with that theory was this crazy like uh 18 day starvation diet and some people claimed Mm. that they did it with their doctor's approval and they don't have diabetes anymore, which from what my doctor says, it's not true. Like once you have diabetes, you get diabetes, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it doesn't go away. Um, supposedly the beta cells responsible for making insulin in my body are already half what they should be because I've been diagnosed with diabetes and will continue to drop like 2% a year or something like that. So she said I'm young enough. Yeah, she was hitting on me, I guess. Um, she said I'm young enough that at some point I will have to take insulin because my body will not make it anymore. So hmm. my diet will probably be much more critical then. But uh, So that was a long story just to say, yeah, I'm trying to lose weight. And so I put in a goal in the MyFitness app of like how much weight I wanted to lose. And it's kind of... It, it kind of sets like, you know, if you, I think if you put something stupid, crazy, like I'm going to lose 300 pounds, it would be like, <laughs> sure, here's your calorie goal, which is not like something that's going to kill you. Right. So, right. So I have uh, <laughs> your calorie goal is negative 5,000 calories per day. Yeah. And by the time, by the end of like 17 years, you'll still need to lose. Uh, yeah. So it's. It just keeps track of my calories. It's nice because it's got a user database so I can, you know, scan something and it'll pop up with Mm -hmm. all the nutritional information, which Mm. I'm finding useful just because as a diabetic, I have to control my sugar intake to crazy numbers 
<clears throat> compared to what the things read on the labels. So it's unfortunate that it's a user created database though in some rationale because like sometimes I'll scan something and it'll be like, there's only two grams of sugar in this. I'm like, well, the package says six. This is kind <laughs> of important information I need to know. So, yeah. um, so the app has been helpful. I've started in December. I lost seven pounds already. Um, mm. Kind of sucks because uh, at this point I'm kind of trying to figure out how I will maintain weight once I need to get to that point. <laughs> but that's a long way down the road. Right. right. But yeah, eating healthy and maintaining weight would be a challenge for me just because eating healthy means uh, eating things that I'm not particularly fond of. So it's really easy to lose weight. <laughs> it's really easy to lose weight when nothing tastes good. Do you want yeah. green beans or salad? I'll have croutons. <laughs> All right. Please, can I just have a dab of ranch dressing? <laughs> yeah, Thank you. right. Can I just yeah. smell it? Nope, too many calories. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, the app has been useful just so I can track things. Um, and I don't know. I kind of my next question for the nurse is like, is there like a test that says, you know, um, like a birth, like in a pregnant test, like, is there like a little pink, like plus or something that says you have mm. diabetes, son, because they just looked at my blood work and said, wow, your sugar is high. You've got diabetes. And, oh, sure. And ever since I've got the stupid machine and then poking myself like it has never been high like the number that they saw they had two numbers one was the three-month average which was my three-month average of sugars was like 13.4 mm. and i don't think you should ever be above 10 okay so they're like you have diabetes but my the day they tested me, my sugar was at 10. So obviously if I averaged 13, then that was a big problem. But I was mm -hmm. also like, as you already know, a cereal Coca-Cola drinker. Sure. And since I have been diagnosed, I have not had any Coca-Cola and my sugars have never been above seven, hmm. which is well below 10. So like my next question for the doctor is like, how you know I got diabetes, yo? Maybe I just drank too much soda. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just, the only reason I want to argue that point is because I like sugar. Right. <laughs> and you want some of it back. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can. Yeah. This is a fun show. Montreal sauce, which is now sugar free. Um, <laughs> right. I, I can have uh, 34 to 36 uh, grams of sugar a day. So one of those teeny tiny like Coca-Cola, 100 calorie Coca-Colas, 26 mm -hmm. grams in that one can. Wow. And um, so obviously, but it's not about the Coke. It's just like it adds up, right? Like a banana has like 17 grams of sugar. Right. So yeah. now I'm halfway done with my day. Although technically the doctor said I don't have to count fruit and milk in my daily sugars because... Um, Otherwise, you'd always be over, and you should always have, you know, some, some dairy, like a, yeah. a good portion of right um, fruit. So, 
but they can't just eat fruit all day and my sugar is a little bit crazy so sure but yeah, yeah it's just amazing like you know a can of soup is like got four grams of sugar and like what just the things that have sugar in them it's absolutely mind-boggling like now that mm-hmm. i have to read labels it's crazy mm-hmm. like this this audiobook, William Shatner Rules, it's got nine grams of sugar in it. I'm not even <laughs> ingesting it, and it's... it's right. No, it's crazy. Right. I, I, I've told so many people, like, me and my wife are just astounded now that we, like, really focus on labels, but um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but, like, uh, there's a bulk store here in Canada called uh, Bulk Barn, and they have lots of interesting things, um, aside from like your silly bulk section things you usually find. They have a lot of baking goods, like you could buy flour in bulk and like cake flour and all these like strange things, peanut butter in bulk. And so yeah. we went there looking for like peppercorns to fill a paper, peppercorn grinder or something and just walking around sure. there, like a serving, just like one serving <laughs> of caramel corn. I don't know how much a serving was. I don't remember. Like one third cup or half a cup was fifty-seven sure. grams of sugar. Three pellets, three three little caramel corns. Yeah. is one serving. Like fifty-seven <laughs> grams. I can't even look at that. Like, yeah. So though, I think I don't remember. My wife seems to think she knows, but uh, I don't remember what like the average person who doesn't have diabetes can have. Like that, she said, like fifty to seventy-five grams of sugar. Like some right. without diabetes can have, I have to cut it to half, so that makes sense, I suppose. But so yeah, just if if I didn't really have it, if they're just going off that three month test and which was full of soda, <laughs> mm-hmm. it'd be nice to know, just because then I could, you know, enjoy the occasional three kernels of caramel corn, <laughs> <laughs> or not cry every time I walk through the ice cream section at the store. Yeah. Yep. Just avoid that altogether. It's really what's what's kind of crazy too is we hear so much about the epidemic of obesity and diabetes and you know, two million cases a year or something and how it's just gonna be like this crazy epidemic uh for the world, like Mexico and Canada and the United States and basically North America. Uh mm-hmm. You know, it's this terrible thing. And yet, like, when we go to the store, because it's a fad, like, there's lots of gluten-free stuff, but sugar-free, I might as well just shoot myself. Like, Yeah, right. Like, there's tons of... And then uh, my wife actually made the comment once when she went to this uh, Google... Um, uh, what was it? Like, a conference for Google and teachers... And she's a vegetarian, so she says, you know, and she fills it out like, okay, I'm a vegetarian. And they say, okay, you know, we have meals and this is what there's going to be there. And so she checks the vegetarian box. So when she gets there, there's like a salad bar and then there's like connected to the salad bar is like the chicken or whatever they're giving up. And then over sure. here is the line for all others. So gluten-free, like all the crazy diets are just one person. And that's what I'm finding. Like if I can find something with like low sugar or sugar-free, it's like in the crazy like gluten-free section. I'm like, 
Sure. No, yeah. I can eat weed. It's fine. Like, I don't need to eat this malformed looking potato chip. I just want something, <laughs> you know. Yes. It's so it's soy. That's all you're going to have for the rest of your life is soy. It's just, it's just really insane that there's not like, uh, there's no like brand out there like Kraft who's like, hey, we've got the diabetes section, you know, because it seems yeah, like a pretty sure. huge market. But yeah. So, yeah, so that's been. I've been experimenting with, uh, since I can have, I have to talk to the doctor, but since I can have fruit in the correct portions, um, mm-hmm. I made a banana bread the other day, like using, um, replacing the sugar and banana bread with uh, raisins. So oh, okay. I uh, yeah. blended them together with the banana and it worked. But uh, my wife bought like some stevia, like an artificial Splenda type sugar mm-hmm. and substituting that it definitely has an aftertaste it's like that um diet coke aftertaste it's yep. crazy and yep so i made something with the stevia and it was like wow i feel like i just had a diet coke like that's the aftertaste <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And then there's like the, all this like controversy about artificial sweeteners so sure it's like yeah it leaves me in the the Leaves me out of the loop a little bit in, in the lurch. Hmm. <clears throat> not not fun stuff to deal with. Hmm. My uh, my grandfather had uh, had diabetes for a good twenty five years or so, um, and as long as I can remember him, he was on he was on insulin, um, and he uh, he was. Uh, fairly overweight i remember him being i remember him being portly grand grandfather and then like right towards the end i remember him being like really truly like he looked obese um and part of that was because i'm sure part of that is because of the diabetes and it makes it difficult to eat the right kinds of stuff and some of it was he just plain liked food and he was old enough that he wasn't going to give it up anymore and uh and part of it was uh some of the other medications that he was on because of course once um you're yeah. trying to deal with diabetes there's a lot of other things that can come into play like cholesterol and heart issues and all of that all the other stuff and uh i mean he lived a he lived a long life um and he he loved to cook and what he ended up we would always have things like you know, goulash and chips and things like that, where it's, there's not really a lot of sugar in it. Um, (laughs) lots of, uh, things made from fairly raw ingredients that he could, that he could cook himself. And he was an old army cook. And so he knew how to, he knew how to, you know, make things from scratch, um, that were, (laughs) that ended up being a big brown pile of goo, but somehow (laughs) tasted amazing. So, um, just out of whatever was around, you know, cut up some onions and throw it in a throw it in a pot, and for some reason it turns brown and then it tastes awesome at the end. So, yeah, it, I thought it would be harder than it was to give up like the coke, but um, I can't say that I don't miss it. I definitely miss it. I mm-hmm. at some point, like not too long ago, uh, maybe when I was back in Michigan. Um, Somebody like my sister was like, "Oh, try this," and my mom's like, "Oh, let me get some water or something to clean my palate," because she was making a bunch of different somethings, you know. 
And sure. when I thought about cleaning my palate, I thought about Coke. Like, I know exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> Pepsi or soda. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's, yeah. like, cleaning my palate to me. So, it's been... It hasn't been like I'm not like jonesing for it. It's just really frustrating to like when I look for alternative like drinks, there's nothing. There's absolutely zero things that I can have because everything has sugar in it. Like I even like uh, I found, you know, I went into like the vegetable section of the produce section of the supermarkets and sometimes like next to like the expensive salad dressings and other things they always have like these like health drinks for you right like the green and the carrot and the orange and and so i was reading the back of those and they're like they look just like 20 ounce cokes but um it says for half the bottle there was like 38 grams of sugar in this like it's a green juice so it's only made with like you know green vegetables and i was like wow that's a lot of sugar so so i complained about that recently on the social network and uh actually our former guest uh dan had suggested i try iced tea and i've never been an iced tea drinker but um i thought i'd give it a try just to have something else besides water because I'm not a milk drinker either. And also, I have to sure. be careful yeah. about how much milk. So, yeah. I like chocolate milk. Apparently, there's sugar in it. But, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> <Turns out. laughs> so, I've been brewing uh, like a mango peach tea. I did it uh, uh, earlier in the week and I was drinking it with some ice. And it's not bad. At least it's like something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an alternative. Yeah. But yeah, going out, it's like, oh, I'll have a water. Right. right. So, and according, according to the doctor, like I asked about alcohol, and um, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, you can have anything in moderation, right? But according to the doctor, she's like, sure, you can have it. Just, you know, be mindful of where you're at in your day and how much sugar you've had because... As soon as alcohol hits your system, like your liver does nothing but process the alcohol. So it stops processing like any sugar and any insulin to take care of the alcohol. So then my blood glucose level would totally rise. I just had like a candy bar before that because my body wouldn't take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So even even booze, I'm not not supposed to have anything. I mean, I can right. have it. Right. I just, I'm just at this yeah. point. I'm like, well, if I have to be healthy, I might as well go all out and not. Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm running on a treadmill as we record, so <laughs> you're doing an amazing job of vocal control. <laughs> I know, <laughs> to right? Get the uh, jumping up and down out. You're not even hearing it. No, I, I now go to the Y. That was my Christmas present from my wife. Ah, okay. And my present to her was... So she wanted to start working out again. And so I mentioned it. And she's like, well, Mr. Fat Diabetes. Uh, which she calls me. <laughs> and I cry. Um, she said, well, you should probably work out more too. Because they said you have to you know, do these activities to burn off those sugars. And I was like, oh, crap. My present has backfired. <laughs> so now we go to the gym and we watch 
dudes uh, working out on their chest and our muscles, and they have the teeniest <laughs> tiny legs you've ever seen. Sure. It's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know it was like a mem or something of people who worked out. But don't forget to do mm-hmm. your legs, apparently. Right. <laughs> it's just right. crazy to see these guys like hulking around, and then I like look at their legs sure. and I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And the and the funny thing is the legs would look tor- totally normal if their torso was normal. Right. Like yeah. it it's just the fact that in proportion it looks so they look like they have chicken legs. It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'll just be looking and like you know, some of these guys are uh, bodybuilders too, like they shave, right? So I'm just like working out a machine, I see some legs go by and I'm like, "Oh, I've got a peep of view at that." And then I look up and it's mm-hmm. a guy and not a girl. I'm like, "Ah!" <laughs> I just saw a naked ankle, and it looked pretty skinny and nice looking. And it turns out to be a dude that works out. Yeah, I get his number anyway because you might as well at this point. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking anyway. What could happen? What could happen? You just need a bro to hang out with. A bro, yes. <laughs> a brony. There's a documentary on Netflix about that, but I don't. I uh, I'm too busy watching Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling documentary, to care about the Bronies <laughs> documentary. Because <clears throat> I watched that as a young boy growing up. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I watched the documentary. It's quite. Uh, it was all right. It was a decent documentary. Sweet. And I also saw uh, Chasing Ice, which is a, an excellent documentary I'd recommend anyone. Mm. Um, it's just crazy to learn, like, yeah, global warming is kind of real when, you know, the glaciers disappear <clears throat> at yeah, a rate yeah. that uh, no one has ever seen in recorded history. So, Right, right. Sure. World to go. Yes, it's still cold in the winter. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Global warming doesn't mean it's not cold in the winter. Uh, it just means it is not as cold on average. And the result of that is over <laughs> the the course of the entire globe, many things will change <laughs> yeah. in ways that we don't even entirely understand yet. So, science. It's true. Science. Mm-hmm. I think we I think we wrap that up nicely like talk on diabetes and then we go into science a little bit of global warming. Yeah, you have that big polar vortex. Yes, we did. You lived- we did. We got like uh two and a half feet of snow over the course of uh about a week or so. And then after slightly after the snow, it wasn't so cold while the snow was coming. And then and then once the snow was here, it was like, oh, and by the way, now we're going to knock 20 degrees off your temperature. So that snow is not going anywhere anytime soon. Because uh, then it, then you're at the point where the salt doesn't even work on it. It's <laughs> it's like you can salt the road as much as you want. It's the the it can't sublimate at this temperature. It's just going to stay frozen. Um, and then you get a bunch of dirt on the road and it just kind of sucks. And then the last, the last week or so we've had higher temperatures where it's all melted off again. So now we, now we're in the pattern of 
big melt and then it all freezes to the road and so then you're driving around looking thinking the road is fine and then sliding through intersections accidentally and stuff like that it's fun nah, yeah that's michigan yeah yeah totally i know everyone i think even my grandma was like Oh, it's so crazy here. I can't imagine what it's like there. Like everyone assumed it was going to be like three times as worse for me in Canada. Sure. But I was, you know, I was not smug. I never once got on social media and say, ha ha, <laughs> you guys, because it was never as cold here. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. Like the whole time you guys were going through that, I was like, so polar vortex, polar is like, a little bit closer to me than it is them. But mm-hmm. that stuff never went by us because it was fine. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's the camp. That was pretty like insane though. Everyone was like complaining about it and I was like Meanwhile in Canada. <laughs> 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 clear skies <laughs> yeah and every time someone 30 degrees every time someone complained about it i was like please don't let my wife be following that person you're friends with them because i'm always <laughs> like saying oh it's so much warmer than she mm-hmm. yes indeed let's see we don't get those melting faces at all it just stays cold until you finally get to spring yeah basically yeah. Yeah. It's I mean it I mean this last week was really awesome because we had a couple of days where I can do the conversion in my head almost now. Uh it was probably like in thirties. So mm-hmm. it wasn't bad, but what happens here is it gets cold enough where the ground freezes. And sure and it seems like the last fifteen years of my life in Michigan, that's never true anymore. Like the ground doesn't freeze, so yeah, as soon as you get yeah. a patch of warm weather, everything just melts and soaks right in, and that that doesn't happen here. Sure. If it melts, it gets kind of like what you just said. It just goes into the road, becomes ice, and then everyone's like, oh, my goodness, I am so happy we had the warm <laughs> weather and the death now. And the car crashes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the warm weather is followed by the death time. Yeah, the death time. <laughs> But uh, maybe if we sacrifice people to the weather gods, we will not have to endure the warm time. <laughs> nice. Must be getting late. I'm tired. That wasn't like a native impression or an Aboriginal impression. <laughs> I was just trying to form sentences. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think we're. I think we're. We're coming up on two hours, so yes, it's, uh, could... it's probably a good time to to call it. Right. Especially <laughs> when when I'm drawing a blank and I can't, like, oh, I should tell you. You yeah. mentioned the word call. <laughs> Let's go back to trucks. Let's talk about trucks for another half an hour. No. <laughs> I told you I wanted this show to be more like car talk, and I talked about trucks the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like, uh, yeah, it was somewhere between car talk and uh, neutral. So neutral. It was good. Yeah. I will have to look that one up. 
Yeah, neutral.fm. It's a it's a um uh they're not recording new episodes right now. They did like a it, it was like a short run podcast. We're going to do 12 episodes or something like that or I think they originally said we want to do 8. We'll go a little longer than that if we feel like we have more to say and then we'll be done after that. <laughs> but they talk mostly about not domestic cars. They talk mostly actually it's mostly about BMWs for the I would I think. Ooh, sexy. So, yeah, super sexy. I do. I I had a BMW M3 for a time, but uh, it just wasn't getting it done. So now I'm driving a Ferrari, but I don't remember which model. <laughs> oh, I forgot to preface that with uh, the new Need for Speed game for PlayStation. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> and uh, nice. I got it on the Boxing Day sale because Canada. Yeah, Boxing Day. <laughs> um and i bought nhl 14 in the boxing day sale uh because hey these are cheap games and uh, that game uh you used to be able to play video games and we would call it those of us that played like you'd have the friend that would come over and kick your butt in like tekken or virtual fighter or whatever your game was they would kick golden eye. Yeah, they would kick your butt by doing what we call button mashing, and it would make you so angry because they don't know how oh, to play, yeah. but they're just hitting right. things and they kill them. They're just hitting things, and yeah. So NHL 14, which I was just discussing in social media with Dan, is um, you can choose the old controls from 1994, the game we were talking about with Dan. Um, yes. Or you can use the new complex controls where this stick controls the actual hockey stick and this stick controls like whether your player like thumbs his nose at other players. And it's crazy <laughs> the amount of controls. Yes. But I like a sure. challenge, so I choose that. But the button mashing part comes in when it comes to the menus. There's so okay. many options in the freaking <laughs> game. It's like, play next game? Yes. Did you really want to advance to the next game? You can't go back, you know. Yeah, I want to play. Then it's like, do you <laughs> want to use like which which team do you want you control? Okay, just go. It's automatically yeah. on my team, so it just works. Right. And then it's like, yeah. okay, which jersey do you want to wear? The home jersey, the away jersey, the alternate jersey, the historic jersey. And like, <laughs> oh my god, just play the game. Okay, do you want to call plays or do you want the computer to call plays? Do you want to be the goalie? Do you, I'm just like, oh my gosh, can I ever play this game? I'm like hitting X, like mashing the buttons, <laughs> right. like just play right. game now. Can I set some logical defaults, please? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I have to like lay on my back and um, push like five buttons and one with my toe to do the face off. And then like once yeah. I win or yeah. lose the face off, <laughs> right. like the... Um, coach says, "Come in, I got to get the other line out there." So yeah, it's yeah, so much sure. fun. The game. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. I had um, so I had an NHL '94 for the Super Nintendo, but then only a couple years later, I had an NHL '96 for my computer. And even the difference between just those two, and I think part of it was that because it was on the computer and not on the Nintendo as well, so you had more horsepower to work with. But um, 
there was so much more complicated controls on the computer version of it. <laughs> and it wanted to do like by default, it did a lot of line changes and stuff like that. And a lot of the tricks, because in NHL 94, basically the way you win is you play as the Red Wings and you skate around as Dino Cicerelli and you just skate circles around everybody. Like you could just, you would do that thing where you would just kind of loop around the goalie oh, yeah. and the goalie would try to keep up with you and you would just do the end around. Yep. And the Dino Cicerelli character could do that, like, nobody's business. And then you had Fedorov, too, so it was it was pretty much unfair. And, uh, uh, and in NHL 96, all of that stuff got evened out. Like, there were, there were <laughs> the, the players were, some players were still better than others, but it wasn't like one player is so ridiculously fast that he just outskates every other player all the time. And it, it incorporated the idea of like line changes. So if you weren't good <laughs> at line changes, your, your players would get tired and then you'd lose <laughs> basically. Uh, and you had to pay a lot of attention to that, and and then you get into like the career mode or whatever, where it's like, no, pick players for next seasons, and you're like, uh, now I'm done. <laughs> I just wanted to play a simple game of hockey computer. Prior to my new purchases, I I must mention to make us go over two hours. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> prior to my new purchases, uh, one of my friends, I may have mentioned this, suggested that we all get Diablo so that we can play together. And nice. then he proceeded to go to Japan for like three months. So <laughs> he hasn't played, but two of us were dumb enough to follow his advice and start playing. And I finally made it to the namesake of the game. And he proceeded to mm-hmm. whoop my ass. <laughs> about 20 times like this wasn't fun anymore i was pretty much ready to just like give up sell the game and like i sent my friend a message in japan and i said hey you know what you're and so is diablo uh but my friend who was still playing he was like hey i'll join you and uh we'll fight together which I was a little scared wasn't going to work because Diablo's and um, and so when you play the game normally, you have like a companion fighting with you, like a Templar or a scoundrel yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And Diablo yeah. traps that person so only you can fight him alone. So I was like, mm-hmm. he's just going to trap you and then I'm going to get killed for 24 more times. And uh, But that wasn't the case. We were able to defeat Diablo and... The most awesome thing happened to me. Well, that's a matter of opinion, but like <laughs> characters drop items for you, like in normal mm-hmm. RPG games, which in my opinion, RPG games are just all about what you're wearing. So I think it's for the fashion yeah. conscious people more than anything else. Right, right. But Diablo dropped like <laughs> some gauntlets and some shoulder pads and things, but the ultimate thing that he dropped, like the rare or the legendary item that I got, were called, um, they were called Pox uh, Falls, which is a fancy name for pants. I got some new pants from mm-hmm. Diablo. And so I'm looking at all the attributes and, you know, oh, it's you know, plus 63 uh intelligence and you know plus 45 (laughs) armor and it's like an item that's like 115 like that's its overall rating i don't even have anything Mm -hmm. in my inventory that high this is awesome 
And there's like sure. nine attributes and all these awesome things that it does if I'm wearing them. And it says, oh, yeah, may occasionally smell. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Like, these guys got a sense of humor, whatever. So uh, my friend says, that was fun. But, you know, now that you beat Diablo the first time, we can access the nightmare level because you've had so much fun playing this game. Why not make it harder? <laughs> Perfect. So if you go into nightmare level, you can up, you can train your blacksmith and these other people to make better weapons for you, and that's what my friend is all interested in. I'm like, I just beat the game. Can I get rid of it now? And he's like, let's keep playing so you can train your guys. I'm like, okay. So I put on my new pox pants, and we're walking around, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a big cloud of smoke around me apparently that's what they do they stink mm. <laughs> like in the game when you go to little altars and stuff you pick up blessings and like they have a little box on the screen a little timer and it shows like you've got like plus 25 to find gold or something right now sure. so so this comes up and it says stink little thing on the screen <laughs> and it happens like every 45 seconds so we're like fighting bad guys and my friend is like oh you did it again <laughs> it was great we were on two different like screens like i was like in town and he was like still fighting with the cemetery and he's like that's not even fair and i was like what's not fair you just farted or something again didn't you with your pox <laughs> pants and i was like it shows up on your screen too it says yeah attribute stink active right now <laughs> so that's uh sweet my fun diablo story is i stink at beating diablo and also literally as a character of a wizard <laughs> i wonder if that keeps anything away in the game like when you stink like certain mo monsters won't attack you or something like that i wondered that too or if it like attracts them Maybe, yeah. It's really hard to tell because now I'm on nightmare level, so it's like as soon as I go on a screen, like 700 things come at me, regardless of what <laughs> pants I'm wearing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I now want to go back and play Kingdom of Loathing and create these pants. Yes, yes. But they have to have like, they have to be like uh, Antonio Banderas's former pants. So now you have like this <laughs> attribute of sexy. Yeah, a bunch of characters. I was thinking about Kingdom of Loathing the again the other day. I haven't played it in a really long time, and I'm I know that my character because it like expires your characters after a certain yeah. amount of time or whatever. So I'd have to start a new character, but that would be fun. Yeah, I've managed to log in a couple times to make sure that I'm still active, and mm -hmm. somebody talked me into doing their like magic one of the magic classes. And I was always the disco bandit. No, I was always the accordion thief. That's what I was. Yeah. Like I did two or three runs as an accordion thief. And someone's like, no, you got to be a pasta mancer. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so I did that one and I, I won. And then now I, I was like, well, now that I can get the special item that only pasta mancers can have, I might as well do the sauce, whatever they were. Oh, Saucer. Saucer, yeah. right. So I was doing that one when I stopped playing. So, like, I have 
just kind of no semblance. Like, you know, I could probably go back in as an accordion thief and still remember, oh yeah, this is how I defeat people. But <laughs> as a sorcerer, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, I'm like, I kind of want to quit this, like, character and go back to being an accordion thief. Sure. But then the other part of me is like, I'm like halfway through. If I just finish it, then I'll get that sauce power and have it forever. So. Yeah, yeah. I think th- I think I I think I did one run as a pastamancer and then another run as a sorcerer, and that was the last that I had gone through it. Something like that. They've expanded it a lot. That's for sure. Oh, have they? Yeah. There's like. There was not a lots of new yeah. There's like a new like quest to get like the hippies and whoever else is on that island fighting each other. <laughs> and then if you like fight for both sides and you do it exactly right, which is kind of I don't know how you figure it out except for reading spoilers. Like mm-hmm, you right. get like some sort of special medal if you kill the same number of guys on both sides or something. So. Hmm. Ten the war, but yeah, it's it's expanded a lot. I have um, I have another game by them called Word Realms. I con- I uh, contributed to their uh, Kickstarter, and they created this sort of RPG-ish, not really. I mean, this sort of combat game where like you like Scrabble, you get a bunch of letters and you have to spell a word and a certain amount hmm. of time, and then you attack the person. So you have this little quest, and that's how you fight. And it, it's pretty fun. Um, they played it when they released like a beta version, and then I think they have the full version out now. And I play that every now and then. It's like it's a download, and it's I'm pretty sure it's Flash too. So I'm like, oh god, yeah. why'd you do that? But they've probably been <laughs> developing it for like freaking ever. So sure, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Word Realms. Kingdom blowing. Cool. I stink. <laughs> <laughs> In Diablo. In Diablo. At Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> and today's t-shirt is Hank Coe from Punch Brothers. Nice. Nice. Hank Coe. <clears throat> yes. Well done. All right. That was uh, fun. Sorry to keep you up late. Oh, no worries. It's good to chat again. Good to see Michigan in the background. <laughs> yes, the dark dark uh, paint on the back of my wall there. Yeah. <laughs> but the boxes have moved. There's a new chair. I'm excited. It's like all new. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, for the most part have packed away all the boxes, and now I have a little desk here that Evie will sit at sometimes with a little iPad on it, so she can watch a movie in here when. Uh, when she wants to hang out with me when I'm in here doing something as well. And there's a little cork board for putting her art up on. So kind of fun. Sweet. Yeah. You're going to have to podcast from some other location just to change things up. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I think, uh, eventually I want to try doing, uh, what they call mix minus, which is where I actually record your Skype track. And then I can record everything at once um, because the Skype actually sounds pretty good. Like tonight it sounded pretty solid, except that it was a little bit over modulated. Um, 
coming from you, but it, that was that's not a huge deal. I didn't bother to try to record it tonight, but um, eventually I want to do Mix Minus where I can uh, um, run everybody into a mixer. And then if we have a, another guest, like if we get Jonah on or if we get uh, Dan on again, um, uh, everybody can run through the mixer and then have the feeds go back out to them. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Skype conference call then. It would be um, they would dial like separate Skype. I would have separate Skype users for them to dial and then the mix would send back to everybody. But I would be able to record everything at once, which would make the editing <laughs> faster and simpler. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I would have some hope of actually releasing it the same night that it gets recorded or maybe the following night instead of uh waiting for it to come back and then me sitting on it <laughs> because I haven't gotten around to bringing it into audition or whatever yet. Is it uh is it uh Skype kind of the go-to for that kind of thing? Skype is the go-to for that kind of thing right now. Um, there's uh, some talk about in the next beta of OS X Mavericks, they're going to have FaceTime audio. Yeah, um, right. So uh, I haven't had a chance to try that out yet. I've tried it out on the phone because it's on iOS 7 already, and it does sound fantastic. Um, but it's... Um, it would i think if you if it's on a wired connection it probably sounds really great but uh but we'll stick with skype we'll probably have to stick with skype for a while because you are not running mavericks nor will you be anytime soon so oh i i was looking at it the other day but then it's still like what at like point two, and i'm like i can't do it yeah it must be yeah. point four or higher yeah yeah, it's still at nine one. It's gonna go to nine nine two is what should include FaceTime audio. That's what it was. So, yeah, because I, yep. I thought I read about it coming soon. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it because I have my little like sleep shutdown issues. Just doing a fresh. Oh install. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna do it. I might as well go to Mavericks. But uh, I think I was reading like the Ars Technica review or maybe Lifehacker, and they said you know there's. Mm-hmm. While there's lots of new spice in the new version, there's no need to upgrade at this point and and deal with all the new bugs, which I thought was interesting because it feels like a lot of yeah. people were saying, it's great, it's awesome. Yeah. So I was yeah. surprised they were saying there's too many bugs to go for it if you don't need to. And I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those uh it's one of those things I think where it's like you got to wait for the applications to catch up um because there were a lot of issues with Adobe apps in it. Yeah. Which is weird because it's like how long I'm sure I'm pretty sure Adobe's in Apple's developer program so they probably had the betas but um they they just were I guess waiting. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure they applied a lot of fixes internally, but they they probably were waiting to see what shipped before they wanted to actually push any changes out. So that's what it was. I knew there was like an app issue, and so and I'm not even yeah. on using the latest Adobe, so that kind of scared me too. It was like, mm. sure, yeah. So yeah, I'm still back in five or five point five or whatever I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. Stay yeah. warm or snowless. 
Yeah, hopefully snowless. That would be that would be good. I almost All right. I almost sent you a woot deal because uh, you had a conversation about your electric snowblower, and woot had one the very next day. Oh, really? And I I wanted to like <laughs> just laugh and post it to you because the electric one they had was like more like a shovel. <laughs> like literally like the opening and the auger part were no big like no wider than my 17 inch laptop and then like sure. the hole that the snow went in was probably like it looked like in the picture it must have been like eight to ten inches wide <laughs> so it was like the weed whacker version of electric snow lord and yeah. i was like right I just want to be like right. is this what you have my god man are you okay <laughs> anyway Nice. So uh, two weeks. Two weeks. We'll we'll stick with Tuesdays if that works for yeah, you. Yeah, so far so good. I'm not in trouble. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Good deal. All right. Take care. You too. Yep. Later. All right. See ya.